MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 12, 2020. Today, Biden has selected a running mate and we'll know who it is at any minute. The Flynn hearing did not go well for Flynn today. Meadows may be the source of the coronavirus stimulus negotiation leaks. Trump has admitted his executive order on pre-existing conditions amounted to political messaging. The Department of Labor is reassigning the litigator behind the Oracle lawsuit. And oh, look at that. Biden has selected Kamala Harris as his running mate. I'm your host, A.G. Hey, everybody, it's A.G. I have suffered a pretty severe injury to my right eye. I think I scratched my cornea when I was sleeping. But in any case, I just wanted to let you know we have a little bit of a different show structure today. Jordan and Amanda are going to be bringing you news from under the radar and the good news segment. And thank you very much for for doing that for me today to the both of you. And uh, I will be talking with LB, Lincoln's Bible, about um, some of the other headlines today, including Flynn. Uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. intelligence agencies uh, trying to equate the China and Russia interference, and also about Senator Ron Johnson and his pushback about getting his Russian disinformation that he's laundering into the Senate from Durkacz. He's actually getting it from somewhere else, somebody that you'll remember. Uh, and... Let's see. We have hundreds now, hundreds of our patrons who have paid for sponsorships for other people who want to be patrons but can't afford it right now. We still have about 130 left on the waiting list. Uh, if you want to sponsor a patron, and by the way, thank you to everyone who has sponsored patrons. You are incredible people. Um, it's just $36 for a year, and then everyone, uh, you, you're, bu you're buying a, a subscription, a premium subscription for a year for somebody who can't afford it right now. And that, you get ad-free episodes. You get the episodes early for both Quarantine Confessions and The Daily Beans. You get access to all the old archived Muller She Wrote Book Club episodes, plus the upcoming new Mary Trump Book Club episode. Thanks again to Stephen Isaac for the ability to put that together. Another patron who donated uh, to make those episodes possible. But you guys blow me away. It's incredible what you're doing. And you can just, if you want to sponsor a patron or if you want to sign up to be a sponsored patron and get a year of membership uh, provided to you by one of our other patrons, you just head to dailybeanspod.com. And uh, thank you for all the well wishes for my eye. I think it will be okay. I tried to call multiple doctors today. But the big news today, and I think everyone's going to go over this. I know Lincoln, uh, Lincoln's Bible and I talk about it a little bit because it happened during our conversation, the announcement of Kamala Harris as vice president, uh, vice presidential candidate. And I think it's a outstanding pick, but I think most absurd was Trump immediately tweeted, I'm going to do a press conference at 5.30 because he was mad that the news cycle wasn't about him for five fucking minutes. So he gets in, it, I don't even know why CNN aired this, but he gets on the podium and has a question asked to him by a plant from the New York Post. I A lot of people thought it might have been OAN, but OAN was actually there and was given the third or fourth question uh, in this presser. But New York Post, and this is the same slimy little piece of shit New York Post uh, um, uh, reporter, I guess you could call him. I was trying to search for a different word, but I guess that's what it is. 
who who's, who's been throwing him softball questions. Trump and the New York Post are in cahoots. There's something going on there. Someone should investigate it. But so far down on the list of, of important things we need to look into right now. But he asked him about Kamala smoking pot and listening to Tupac or something. And and then Trump called her a liar and called her a nasty woman three times. I think we all saw that coming. And just your typical bullshit. But the important thing to note about that bullshit press conference that he threw together at the last minute so he could shit all over Kamala Harris is that he doesn't actually have anything legitimate. He's calling her a uh, uh, radical left. Uh, Joe Biden's an empty vessel and she's going to inject the radical left agenda into him. And while she does have a very progressive voting record, I don't think I would call her radical left. Um, but it's just he's got nothing, no legitimate attack except the same old misogyny and the same old racism. Um, and so I think that that is a clear sign that he has no way to defeat this ticket or even push back against it. So Biden-Harris 2020, we're going to do this. And I, I didn't imagine I didn't I knew that it was Harris. I knew it was going to be Harris, but I, I wasn't prepared for how emotionally happy and uh just how joyful this makes me and how proud I am um, of our of our party. So anyway, with that out of the way, uh, we're going to get to um, the first uh, block here is going to be with uh, LB as the second block, as is the second block. And then we'll get news from under the radar. We'll get the rest of the headlines from Jordan and Amanda followed up by the good news block. So thank you all very much. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow in full force with a with an angry AG lead, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, everybody. So today, uh, to go over the hot notes with me and to talk about some of the, uh, I don't know, big stories that are rattling around the, the mainstream media is, of course, from Twitter and the Narrative Podcast, who just had Jill Wine-Banks on as a guest. You need to check out that podcast. It's LB, Lincoln's Bible. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm well. I'm surviving. Yes, same. <laughs> LB and AG surviving. That's I, we are we're doing it with our initials. <laughs> I thought they would protect me, but they did not. <laughs> they do not. They do not protect anything. No. Oh well, we still have to go through this. Yeah. Yeah. They they found me out. So okay. So the breaking news right now is that Biden has picked a running mate. Somebody on Twitter, and I think I might have started a ruckus because somebody on Twitter was like. What would be a surprising announcement to you? And I said, a surprising announcement would be Michelle Obama, <laughs> but that's not going to uh. happen. And that's why it's surprising. <laughs> but everyone was like, oh, my God, is that is she a thing? Is that a thing? I'm like, no, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, I know. No, 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 no. It's so hard for, for to, tone sometimes is lost <laughs> in, in the process of Twitter and it causes problems. I actually brought that up a long time ago of like, well, if it was Michelle Obama, that would be the end of uh, Trump. So if, yeah. if everything was just about ending this and saving democracy, then that's where we would go. But I also think it's, it's, it would be nice not to have it be a, a Biden Obama, right? Like, let's, let's get a great woman in there. Mm. Um, and I think I think that's I think we're down to really incredible women, and I don't know. I'm personally happy with anybody. I'd go for the mm. ham sandwich. Yeah, I, I don't care. Jamesies, let's please vote. Let's yeah. just go vote. Yes, and there's a hashtag. We have her back because no matter who it is, they're going to get 
a shitstorm of bots and trolls and yeah and, and bullshit and you know it's already started people are like google this google that and i'm like no i'm not going to i don't need to uh, um yeah it's and i'm pretty sure it's down to harris and susan rice but the funny thing was at let me see i'm looking in my <laughs> in my messages to you this morning i said yeah. at 11 a.m. i said it's an eerily slow news day. Biden should announce. <laughs> yeah, you did. You were like, I think we should we should get something happening here. If there's not a great big huge explosion of news every 15 minutes now, that's also the other side of it. Is like unless it does happen immediately, people are like, make it happen already, right? Because I don't know what do we not know how to come down from an 11 and just sort of breathe for a little bit. So. Mm. Um, we're also all conditioned to give it now, give it now. And, and there's so much pressure, um, with these next couple months. I feel like we can also all feel, literally feel the seconds ticking down to this, um, election and, um, want to get, get everything on the table as soon as possible and, and really start up, up the fight, right? Up it. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. And I, 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 think this is going to be whoever's on the ticket. It is going to be an election. I really don't think, I think in the conservative bubble, right-wing bubble, whatever you want to call it now, I don't know what that thing is, the Trump bubble. Um, I don't think that the folks inside that bubble understand that we might just put our own glass on the street and crawl over it so that we can say we crawled over the broken glass to vote. (laughs) They don't think they understand the the passion, the numbers, the numbers, you know, the people that are going to show up to vote for their lives because we know mm-hmm. that that's what we're voting for. You can't come and attack Social Security now and expect <laughs> us to not get that. We got it. We see what you're doing. And we're going to stop you. Yeah, he thinks his roundabout way, he thinks his roundabout way by canceling payroll tax uh, is is sneaky and we'll never pick up on the fact that that's how we fund Social Security, Medicare. And then he said, no, no, no. He goes, no, no, no. No, it comes from the general fund. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? like what is this is that the laundromat i think i put out a really i put out i can swear on your podcast so but i put out this really salacious is that is that what he dips his dick into every 10 minutes and this is that the general fund like because and and yes i know what the general fund is but it's not he's speaking nonsense he's he's taking terms and throwing them into things and this is minutian we're talking about yeah in case people missed it but you know because all this this guy's a racketeer. Yeah. This is it. He's part of a criminal enterprise and they're just saying horseshit. Yeah, we're talking about the guy who divested his film corporation money laundering operation. Oh, I can't even. Full on money laundering operation. Come and get me with that claim, but I'll stand by it. It's full on. And he gave it he gave it to Blavatnik. He was like, Oh, you know, well I need to divest yeah. in the interest of not being a <laughs> shithole, so I'm gonna give it to Len Blavatnik. That'll do the trick. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, well, he had all Weinstein stuff to distribute, so why not some of Mnuchin? <laughs> um, yeah, this, we got problems. We got problems. We got rot. We're going to have to really spend some time pulling apart this rot. And we have, um, we have to get these other senators. We have to get these senators out. We have to also 
flip the Senate. It's just so important. Well, that was the other thing I wanted to talk you talk to you about too, is because <sighs> you know the you know we of course we want D.C. Puerto Rico. Um, to have statehood so that they can have representation. Mm. That would give us the Senate. Um, and, you know, and of course, Republicans are like, they're just trying to trick you. It's like, no, we're trying to get representation to people who fucking pay taxes. That's what we're trying to do. That's right. Um, That's right. But the this this whole thing with Ron Johnson. Oh. Russia Ron. Russia Ron. And he has written a letter saying, I didn't get any of my information from Durkacz or Giuliani or Parnas or Fruman or Furtosh. I didn't get anything from them. Well, then you need to tell us where you're getting this from. And now we've got... Well, we got it from a gangster. I'll tell you where he got it from. He got it from Durkacz gangster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so good luck with, with threading that needle. You know, you got you got it from a guy who was like expelled from their parliament on every level possible because of his massive money laundering uh, for organized crime. But Ron Johnson's denying that. He's saying he's not getting it from him. He's now saying he he's now saying he did. Well, you're talking about Dirk Hutch, right? Yeah. So, so there's some there's some stuff in here. This is one thing where I do want to say, you know, one of my sort of. One of my partners out there in understanding all this um, and putting framework around it is Eric Garland, who did the most amazing. He does the most amazing. He's on Twitter, and he did the most amazing live. He does these live translations of, like, testimonies and things that are happening yeah. in courts or Senate testimonies. And he did one on the Flynn thing this morning that was – I mean, it was art. It was art. Um, but – uh, you know, so so someone like that really is someone, or or unk, you know, someone that can come in, or someone with former State Department experience as well, and help the audience sort of parse out the difference between a full-on Russian intelligence agent and what maybe a diplomat might be, and what that role might be, and what, <laughs> what right that's connected to the Kremlin, and there's subtleties in there, but get someone for that, and then what what a freaking organized crime lord is, right? And and yes, it gets all blended in because they're all in business together. Um, they are all a leg of the same octopus. And so Ron Johnson can do whatever he wants to do in trying to parse us all out. People like me are going to come forward and like you and keep making it really clear to everybody. This is a criminal syndicate that's coming out of the Kremlin via Ukraine that our senators, are, these Republican senators, are engaging in, right, and getting assistance from, they're getting intelligence from them, that's crooked intelligence out of the Kremlin, to smear a U.S. political candidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, this is what they're doing. It's, it's, it's DESA laundering is what it is. It's, it's Deza laundering. And so do you want to – I think it's fun to walk through that a little bit for people and just do the big pieces because this actually – it connects to Flynn. And it goes all – this whole thing, right, has been going on for years. But remember when Michael Flynn was, like, taking the – like, Cohen and Sater, Felix Cohen and Mickey Cohen, um, Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's uh, personal attorneys – went to jail, um, where like in January of 2017, I believe, it, they were sitting around in a hotel cooking up a Ukrainian peace plan. Mm. Remember this? Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah. and gave it, and Cohen gave it to Flynn, mm -hmm. and Flynn took it into the White House. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Okay. So the guy behind that, and his name is this big, long, Ola, blah, 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 Shaf, right? It's a big, long Ukrainian name, mm-hmm. right? So the gangster that helped them put all that together, right? It was his peace plan working with Artemenko, right, on behalf of Artemenko. These are all people that were connected to the former Ukrainian president, Yanukovych, who Paul Manafort worked with. Well, yeah. All the same thing. We know back from the Mueller she wrote days that Ukraine peace plan is code for lifting sanctions on Russia. I mean, that's what for lifting sanctions <laughs> that's on what Russia. the whole thing is. That's what that's what the whole thing is. This has all been about Putin and his mob and you and his using his intelligence services and and, and their mobsters trying to free up the money that has been being sanctioned so that can come back into Putin's pocket. He's very upset that his hundreds of billions of dollars of net worth are taking a ding in any way, shape, or form. So um, so it's all being done through the proxy of Ukraine and and the corrupt politicians and, and gangsters that he controls there, that Putin controls there. And so that's why they went into the Republican National Con- Convention in, in 2016 and changed the platform. This is what this has all been about this whole time, mm-hmm. is Putin's money. Of course, 100%. It's all been about lifting that. sanctions. Lifting the sanctions. So that's the guy that, Ron, that's the guy that, that Johnson, right? And they did confirm that it was, that was working with, um, uh, with the, again, Russian intelligence services, yeah. <laughs> full-on spy, Right. That's why Johnson is denying it. No, no, no. I didn't have anything to do with Kuchik. No, 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 no. Because that guy was his dad was a KGB officer and he went to the KGB school. Yeah. He went to the spy school. So, spy. so it's this guy where he's getting his disinformation. He from. made this big. <laughs> right. He made this like flow chart. And you know how Republicans like visuals. They like it because they can't really they're too dumb to really grasp. They just want to do their grafting and grifting. They're too dumb to kind of grasp the nuances. They're too dumb to govern. They can't be bothered. They just want money. And so they just want power. That's it. Yeah. Please don't bother me with, with, your, with your silly governing nuances. Um, and so, you know, this, guy, this, this Russian intelligence agent made a flow chart and gave it to Johnson via his gangster. And Johnson's like, oh, look at this. This is really, this tells the story, right, of, of Biden's corruption. Well, you just, you just are, you're taking stuff straight out of the Kremlin. You're taking stuff straight out of the Kremlin. Our intelligence services and, our, and other members of the Senate have been telling him, you can't, you're, you're using material from the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, but I want to do it. It's a flowchart. I understand it. None of it's true. None of it's real. They're saying they have tapes, uh, like we're going to trust tapes out of a criminal. It's all, it's all this horse shit, right? Mm-hmm. For what? For what? To protect Donald Trump? Yeah, well. Or, or to nah. protect your role right. in some real treason. Right. That's probably more along the lines. And Flynn, um, to get to some headlines today, did not fare well in court today. Uh, we, <laughs> we didn't get a decision Um but the judges just laid into Sidney Powell, and rightfully so, because she's a garbage lawyer, and she has no she has no case. Um, right. 
here. You It's Barr's case, by the way. Barr's the one who's You're right, pulling this stuff and telling them to go do this, right? But Barr even said, I mean, I get every time I mention Flynn, I get bot swarmed. Uh, but, you know, they're like, yeah. a Brady violation, Brady violation. I'm like, Barr, uh, 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 Barr testified with his mouth to the Senate uh, that there was no Brady violations and there was no Brady material uh, exculpatory Flynn information. They, he just think, thinks that Flynn... Uh, Flynn's lies weren't material. And so, but they clearly were, and that wasn't what was up for debate today. What was up for debate today was whether or not mandamus was uh, justified, which it clearly isn't. And I've never been 100% sure about anything before with the courts, but I am 100% sure they'll rule in favor. Or they could, they could actually reassign the case. Um, Oh, that's interesting. uh, But I think it's 100% going to be that. Also, this just in... Uh, Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's. It's Kamala. It's Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. Woo. Love that California girl. Yes. Love her. I love it too. Uh, I had I had a feeling. I, I really did for a while. It just it felt really right. And you know what's fucking great? What, A.T., what's fucking great? Trump can't use the old, you know, Justice Dems super progressive, she's a cop. <laughs> Right, because he's a law yeah. and order president. So fuck you with that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. I mean, oh yeah, she 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 uh, just members a lot of that stuff. She's really tough. My heart is singing. My heart is singing. Oh right yay! Ugh. Yeah, it's good news. This is really good news. She's really good. She's really strong. <sighs> um, oh my god, I can't wait for a Pence. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. She was going to slay a Pence. Oh, just bring out, just, oh, bring, it's just be amazing. take him to gay brunch. He'll fucking, his head will explode. <laughs> and uh, that'll be the end of that. So we've got that news. And Big then news. also I wanted to, I also wanted to um, talk to you about some of the intelligence stuff and the secrecy stuff that you and I have talked about before, mm. particularly going on with the counterintelligence Russia uh, situation and Warner wanting to Mike Gravel it as it were, but uh, I do need to take a quick break. Will you stay with me for a minute? Yeah, I'm here. All right, we'll be right back uh, after this. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG. Thanks for supporting this podcast. The uh, episode today is brought to you by Fitbod. Most of us are stuck at home now, and the tendency is to binge watch every show and become permanently cemented to the couch. For me, it's my bed. It's my Helix mattress. (laughs) I remember when my goal was to run a marathon, but now it's to watch a marathon. I'm kidding. But anyway, in between Golden Girls episodes and Murder, She Wrote, I'm trying to get moving again, and that helps me with my mental state. It really makes me mentally more clear and happier. And I'm trying out Fitbod, and they've made it so much easier. It's a smart fitness app that takes the guesswork out of planning your workouts. So whether you're new to the gym or you've been lifting weights for years, it can be hard to find the right program and stick to it. But with Fitbod, you can get a truly personalized fitness program that adapts to you. Their algorithm factors in your goals, your experience level, your equipment, your workout duration, and your muscle recovery. And they intelligently craft a perfect total body workout program just for you. Uh, It's very customized. And with each workout, the app learns your abilities and plans workouts designed to maximize your results. And I love that they cycle in new exercises because it keeps it fresh. So that makes it, you know, I stick to it when when it's new and fresh. And they keep it balanced so they never overwork a muscle group because, you know, then you get too sore and you can't work the same muscle group the next day. But there's so much variety, like I said. They're constantly changing. I don't get bored. And I'm actually seeing results. So I'm always looking forward to the next workout. And it's super easy to use. They have HD video tutorials that can help you learn uh, the different um, exercises. 
So it's perfect for anyone who's looking to get better fitness results, basically, whether your goal is general fitness, mental well-being, strength training. They have Olympic weightlifting in here. Uh, and so there's something for everybody. No equipment, it doesn't matter. Fitbot, uh, Fitbot has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home and on the go. And it integrates with other fitness health apps, too, like Apple Apple Health and Fitbit and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on the budget, but Fitbot is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. And you get personalized fitness plan that helps you work out smarter at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. Try Fitbod for free for one month when you sign up today at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. Again, that's one month for free when you sign up at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. We're talking to Lincoln's Bible LB from Twitter and the Narrative Podcast. They just had Joel Wine Banks on as a guest, who is a gem. You need to listen to that podcast. Oh, it's so good too. And, and she talks about her, um, her journey as a woman too. And and so because it's in it's part of that, and that is part of her book as well. But I mean, just like it's so great to be talking to you after talking to her because it's we. It is unique for us, right? I mean, it, we it, it, trying to strive and have a career and being fearless in a world where we have a lot of male domination um, in in jobs and positions, and you know, um, so it was it was it was incredible to sort of talk about that in that vein with her, while also simultaneously going, yeah, and Ivanka's in this, you know, don't lay off her just because she's a woman. So carrying both sides of that conversation um, as we sort of forge ahead. Now with our new VP, <laughs> so happy. Kamala Harris, right? Like, it's it's so great. Yeah. I am so, it's, so happy. It's really great. Um, yeah. This is going to be a, amazing, an amazing race, an amazing victory, an amazing administration. And or at least uh, I would I would take I, it doesn't even have to be amazing. It just has to be quiet. It just has to be. <laughs> <laughs> regular. I'm gonna cough from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just has to be. Just stop. Just don't tweet. <laughs> yeah. Don't tweet. Although I, I, I do yeah. say it, it's going to be amazing because we do have to rebuild. We have to build back better, which is his, yeah. his campaign slogan. But we do have to rebuild our broken justice system and our trash intelligence yeah. community. And I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because the last time I had you on okay. the show, we talked about what's up with all the secrecy. When you get to a point where the secrecy is more harmful than spilling the secrets is what is the point of it and now we've got mm-hmm. warner on the senate intelligence committee ready to like tell everybody mm-hmm. get everybody and tell them yes he is about yes. what is going on with these intelligence briefings with russia with inter- currently current our current yes. situation that we're back this isn't past stuff this is like what we're what we're in currently and what we're flying towards, what we know is coming for us. Yeah, and I've been asking, and you've been, we've been talking about this. Why don't they release it? Release the bats. Release them now. Release the kraken uh, under the speech and debate speech or debate clause. Uh, Mike Gravel did this uh, back when he read the Pentagon Papers into the record in like a mm-hmm. in like a gardening mm-hmm. committee or something, and mm-hmm. um, that is what needs to be done. And Diane Feinstein actually unilaterally released the Fusion GPS transcript. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, so and that's really important because people actually didn't read then what she did, and they should have because right there on like page in the first like. I think it's even the first 50 pages is Semyon Mogilevich, right? Is the fact that, you know, the president launders money for, for the worst uh, organized crime lords uh, on the planet. Um, that's in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> that's in what Diane Feinstein and journalists weren't picking it up. They weren't reading it. So 
he, he certainly can do that. This, this now comes off of the shoulders of our intelligence community. Marco Rubio even said that. Marco Rubio was like, yeah. he can, but I would be, I advise caution. You're like, fuck. Well, so what? And Cory Booker did it too with, with the Kavanaugh hearing. He, mm-hmm. he started releasing mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and, and that's when all of a sudden we got uh, sideswiped with, um, you know, it all being about uh, this, uh, you know, teenagers and assault. R- right, right. right. Um, cause Booker was, Booker was releasing the documents around the money and around the political operations, uh, that Kavanaugh had been involved with and boom, then next thing we know, okay, we're in a different conversation now. So look for that kind of stuff too, around all of this. But Warner certainly has, I feel like that was, a, I do feel like that was like a little bit of a trial balloon of like, this might be coming almost like a dare, right? What are you going to do? And he certainly should just do it. Just do it. He has to. Somebody has to start doing the work of exposing what they all know. It's not okay to keep it from us anymore. It's not okay. It's, all, it's our national security. Yeah. We can compare this to the reticence of the Obama administration talking about 2016 election interference. And, of course, Mitch McConnell had a big hand in that. But uh, Yes, he did. But Obama should have, we have a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda, yes. right, with looking back on that, yeah. that what we had wished we had had. And I do think it was a mistake. I do think Obama made some mistakes. It would also have been great if the New York Times didn't put out a headline saying there was nothing going on. That would have been helpful. Oh, my God. They still haven't corrected that, right? Yeah. They've proven they can correct headlines when they corrected their shit real quick over that Maureen Dowd oh, d- you know, d- disaster. So we know they can, we know they can correct stuff. Um, but they won't with that. They won't touch that. For the listeners, what they did this, Maureen Dowd did this story that said, it's been since Geraldine Ferraro, since there's been a man and a woman on a, on a ticket for Democrat. And, and Hillary right. Clinton's like, did I sleep through 2016 or is Maureen? <laughs> we either had a shared hallucination or she's been in the, she's, she's back again in the pot brownies, pot brownies, right? Brownies. I love that little I thing. Said, I said, back in there. Mm, I was like Hills. I was like da da. Don't blame don't blame oh. the weed, Hillary. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, no doubt. But but she oh she that was a deserved pop to cognitive functioning. Um, the the and and also uh, unfortunately Hillary retweeted like they they took that tweet down and then put a different one in and Hillary didn't know that and retweeted the one where they all of a sudden made this this nice little parsing of like. Since a man put a woman yeah. on a ticket instead of just since a man and a woman shared a ticket. Yeah, she didn't do a screenshot. Always get the screenshot. Never, <laughs> never. Sh- yeah, don't, don't. And archive is even better. If you've got legal stuff you got to deal with, just learn how to archive real quick before it disappears. Um, so, okay, where we were before we were talking oh, about Oh, we were talking down. about uh, we were- secrecy and we're talking about Warner possibly reading what's yeah. going on in the 2020 election interference with Russia and this this intelligence report from Avenina yeah. that equated what China is doing with what Russia is doing was absolute bullshit. Okay, this is a big problem. Yeah, I'm this is I'm I'm calling I'm calling everybody out on this, mm-hmm. right? Everybody needs to be called out on this. That's going to participate in now the new sport. Um you know the way the way to treat information out of our intelligence agencies is not to treat it like a, a sporting match game if you know better right and where you know better you shouldn't do it anyway but especially where you know better and all of our main media outlets they have intelligence experts on their staff they have people they have contacts they know better than to reduce it to well china's for joe and 
Russia's for Trump and Iran is in there. They look like they're for Joe and make it this game, this sporting match. That is not what that intelligence was saying Mm -hmm. at all. There was a marked difference, right? They're saying they're picking up sort of like there's a difference between, okay, maybe China's sort of softening on Trump a little bit, thinking, okay, well, you know, Biden would be better for us. There's a big difference. We do that all the time, too. Okay, this this next new president over here in, you know, in, in Ukraine would be better for us than this other one. We think there's problems. There. That's common. That's that's just the world. That's, the, that's how everybody talks. That's how, you know, uh, nation states evaluate and their intelligence services and the State Departments evaluate the goings-on in other countries all over the world. There's a big difference with that. And direct hostile interference being attacked. Mm -hmm. Russia is attacking us on behalf Mm -hmm. of Trump. They're crafting shit to get Trump in there. They're doing things like what we just discussed with Ron Johnson. And he's participating in it. And and hacking voter systems and tallies. and Hacking Mm -hmm. voter systems and doing – this is a quantitatively different – it's not even in the same universe. And it's wonderful Daniel Goldsman, who I also love – um, you know, he, he was uh, part of that, uh, uh, the House Intelligence uh, Committee side of the impeachment um, uh, of Trump and worked really hard on that. And he was the one that everybody would recognize interviewing uh, uh, all kinds of people as the House Intelligence Committee was pulling them in to understand what had happened yep. with Ukraine. And so, and Daniel did like a real short thread, but it was wonderful where he just sort of, he made that distinction. Do not equate yep. these things. And, and I can just see it. I can see it coming. I can see we're going to turn on to any news program and they're going to still sport it as if it's the same thing to where the Trump camp can say, well, yeah, sure, Russia supports that, but China supports <laughs> Joe, right? And, and everything becomes into this, falls into a false equivalency to the degree that our actual national security is actually at risk from the false equivalency oh, yeah. itself. You're, you're threatening us with these words. I spoke to Frank Figluzzi, who said China, oh, China is going it. to be the fall guy for the, for the rigged election, uh, combined with you know the, mail, the, the post office not being able to deliver ballots on time. And, uh, and we need to not fall into the China trap by, by holding China up and praising China as something great, but also just getting the facts out there about what's actually going on with China. And then I spoke to Sam Vinograd yesterday because, you know, she's national security advisor, mm-hmm. uh, top advisor to former mm-hmm. national security advisors, two of them. And yeah. I was like, is it true that the national security advisor job is not to talk about foreign leadership conversations? <laughs> with the, and she's like, I'm, uh, it was like one of those, I can't believe I have to ask you this question. And she's like, I can't believe I have to answer it. And, you know, we've talked about that. But yeah. she also talked about, she wrote a piece for CNN about this false equivalency with China. And uh, I have yep. to say that I... I think that a lot of the problems that are uh, stemming from from this kind of bullshit whitewashed intelligence reporting not only comes from the chilling effect that Trump has put on it by saying I don't want to hear about Russia but it comes right. from the, the the our DNI is ineffective an ineffective idiot. I mean we Mueller said when Mueller testified yeah. in July the single most important thing we can do to protect ourselves from foreign interference in our elections is by ensuring the intelligence community is sharing intelligence between agencies. And that is what the job of the DNI is. And, and that's right. The DNI is not doing that. He created all that. It was Mueller who came in and 
really did that um, reorganizing of how our intelligence agencies should and can communicate with one another after 9/11. This is what this is this is what this man did for us, and it's also why he was, if you even just to circle it back around to, to the interference, right? That already did happen, right? If you in watching all that, and I know you've covered this, but it's great to remind listeners, right? Watch re, at some point we will rewatch even Mueller's hearings, right? Where he was he was speaking to the House committees. And and uh, about what was in his report, and the obstruction of justice, you can tell that part of the investigation. Um, he was fully aware of it; he knew it. But it's not like he could, by memory, figure out what page Jerry Nadler no. might have been talking about, right? <laughs> like, okay, well, let me see the page because they always want to be, you know, these these incredible prosecutors always want to be. They're so mm-hmm. careful with making sure everything's actually said and parsed in language specifically to what will accord the the facts in the letter of the law. Well, Mueller was a volume Mueller was a volume 1 guy. He was a volume 1 guy. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. So when he's talking about volume 1, he didn't have to nope. look at anything. He was just like lasered in and he knew he knew the page numbers, he knew the he knew the language, he knew the accounts because he knew this is the threat. Yes, of course, mobsters obstruct. Trump's a mobster. I've known it for decades. You know, I put all his friends away. And and he's going to obstruct. He's going to obstruct. Obstruction, mm-hmm. obstruction. Yes, and it's horrible crimes and terrible, right? However, the threat to us as a nation, the threat to our national security, is yep. this: is this our democracy, our democratic processes are under attack. We are being attacked, mm-hmm. and and these guys, you know, coming out of the Kremlin, they're so good at what they do. They've been doing this. Decades. For so long. They're sloppy Decades. where they're messy, but they know what they're doing. They, they know how to get in there with propaganda. They know how to get in there with fake fucking intelligence. They know how to infiltrate and, and subvert an entire political party. <laughs> they do. They've been doing it all over the planet, all over Europe. They've been doing this. So they knew how to do it. I'll be here's hoping. Mark Warner releases some of this information. With, I, I don't. He's better. If the intelligence community doesn't. Um, leak it first but i i really hope that i really hope that he reads yeah. this into the record we'll see how that goes um biden harris 2020 <laughs> biden harris come on check out lincoln's bible on twitter listen yeah. to the narrative podcast especially this last episode with joe Winebanks. but every episode is great thank you just love that joe Winebanks. thanks for being with me today i really appreciate it Oh, you're so welcome. All right, everybody stick around right after this quick break. We're going to have Jordan and Mandy bringing you news and headlines from under the radar. We still have a lot of headlines to get to today. And then, of course, after that, we have the good news block. So you don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Sunbasket. With so many of us nowadays stuck at home, trying to be safer with social distancing and staying healthy during these COVID pandemic times, I found a really excellent service that's a ray of sunshine, and it's Sunbasket. If you want to eat delicious, nutritious meals and avoid the crowded grocery store, Sunbasket delivers mouthwatering, healthy meals straight to your door. Sunbasket has amazing recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. And they make it really easy and incredibly convenient. Everything is pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook, so you can enjoy a dinner with organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. And each week, Sunbasket offers a wide range of, of recipes to choose from, so you can try dishes like butter chicken with basmati rice pilaf, fresh whole wheat penny with Sicilian uh, 
caponata sauce. Oh my gosh, it's so good. That's my favorite right now. And they also have a Mediterranean garlic shrimp with Spanish rice. That's delicious. You can order from recipes across their menu. You can skip if you need to or double up on your favorite recipes. And Sunbasket facilities have the highest level of food and employee safety too. That's very important to us here. Uh, they reinforce strict adherence to operating procedures and have increased sanitization frequency in their distribution centers to protect you and your family and their family and their employees too. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and enter promo code dailybeans at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and enter promo code dailybeans at checkout for $35 off your order. Again, sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and don't forget to enter promo code dailybeans. Hey everybody, welcome to News from Under the Radar with Jordan Coburn and today joining me is Mandy Reeder. How are you doing? I am good, Jordan. It's been a while since I have been on the good news block with you guys. Yes, it's so exciting for you to be back. Uh, how yes. is your job? How's your job going? Uh, very well. My job at BuzzFeed, yes. Uh, very exciting. Shout out to the News O'Clock team if you're listening, which I don't think anyone on my new team listens to this show, but I'm <laughs> going to send them this link so that they can uh listen to it um Yay. it's going really well it's very exciting and i feel like a lot of the stuff i learned at the daily beans has been super useful so far but um i've missed you guys and i'm happy to be back yeah we've missed you too it's really good to have you Aww. we have a lot of headlines actually to talk about in this block so i'm just gonna kick it off i'm gonna talk for for a little bit uh about some headlines and then yeah there's some big, big news that was mentioned before, and I want to hear your take on it, Mandy, as, yes. uh, as I want to hear your take on everything. So the, the <laughs> I'm just going to start with a quick COVID update. Um, still not going great. More schools are seeing clusters pop up. Uh, there's high school teams that are raising concerns about their practices spreading more more COVID, and it's, it's just... Uh, yeah, increasingly we're hearing calls for them to roll back their plans for opening schools, and we'll keep updating you on that, but the, the cases keep popping up, and as we know, children are not immune from the coronavirus, no, from COVID-19. They are not immune. That is absolutely not true, and that is, uh, I mean, I don't even want to say it's being increasingly supported by data, like, that's just such a ridiculous, stupid like anti-science thing to say 100 percent anybody can get infected with covid conceivably um unless they have yeah so not yeah i'm not just fucking everybody can get it all right <laughs> everybody well yes and everybody can get it and I'm, as i'm sure ag has reported on the show already uh we're having like mysterious side effects in children that seem to only exist in children you know right like missy yeah. the multi-inflammatory uh, uh 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 sorry uh the multi-inflammatory syndrome that kids are coming down with i, I can't remember what the yes. full acronym is but um yeah it's really i mean the children are dying from this children are getting sick from this children are not immune to this and we have to stop they acting like they are Yes, they are not immune to this at all. And also, they're starting to see in athletes, actually, there's a certain kind of inflammation that's happening in the heart, and that's really scary. And that's something now this, the concern for safety of athletes actually has led to the, the Big Ten and Pac-12 announcing that they're postponing their fall sports, which is a massive, massive announcement. No college football uh, for those conferences and mm -hmm. it is it is uh that that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big thing 
and I am I am for it. I mean, even in the sports that are continuing right now across all age groups, there are people that are opting out of the season because people don't feel safe. It's not a thing that people feel 100, 100% safe returning back to, and Pac-12 and Big Ten mm-hmm. just made the decision to err on the side of safety. So that will not be... Yes, yeah, definitely big news. Is that Marley move <laughs> grabbing in the background? Yes, that is hot dog in the background. Sorry about that. Grr. No, it's totally fine. Um, some other quick COVID headlines. The cases have surpassed 20 million now worldwide. We're starting to see more young people in Florida dying. Uh, and people are saying that work, not partying, is often to blame. And mm. this is, yeah. And so, I mean... <laughs> It really sucks because we've had some people, we've had some listeners write to us about this where their employers are punishing people that aren't coming into work, which I think is going to wind up in a bunch of lawsuits later. I don't see how that's not going to be the case, but point being, it's really unfair to be putting pressure on people to come into work right now when there is no vaccine, uh, people are not immune, no one is immune, and it's spread as possible everywhere especially if you're working at a serving job or something where you're required to come into contact with people it's just it's just really sad and it's so sad to see a loss of life continuing to go up and the mismanagement of the virus continuing Uh, speaking of vaccinations russia is moving forward with a virus uh, vaccine that they are rushing to get out there uh, they're approving a vaccine before they even completed their last phase te- or phase three tests and this is really scaring a lot of experts because obviously uh that's really risky that's a direct quote it's really risky so that's terrifying. Yeah, Russia's scientific community seems to, well, the people who have been able to speak out publicly in some way and who don't feel muzzled, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of them have come out to say, some of the medical and scientific community have been like, um, we don't think that this has been tested enough. And uh, <laughs> Putin said that his daughter had been taking it. That was how he knows it's safe. Okay, I don't fucking I don't think Putin gives a shit about anybody, including his relatives. So that means nothing to me. <laughs> it's such a Trump move to be like, I bought a ticket. It's totally safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything for you, Daddy. And then he's fucking. <laughs> it's terrifying. God. <sighs> Um, yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust the Russian vaccine at this point in time. I. I'm not going to consider that a medically viable or safe option until uh, some scientists that I trust say it is. Yeah. And yeah, doesn't sound like it at this time. <laughs> no. And John Moore, he's a vir- virologist at Cornell Weill Medical uh, in New York. He said, this is all beyond stupid. Putin doesn't have a vaccine. He's just making a political statement. And it really is kind of turning into this sort of like arms race, you know, but, but for, for COVID-19 vaccines, which, you know, is... I mean, anything anything in the medical field should not be a race if the race means not doing your due diligence to make things safe. It's just mm-hmm. I mean that that all of that goes without saying and yeah, that's just more misguided scary decisions coming out of the Putin regime. Um but <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, but those are those are just some quick COVID updates. I have a couple more headlines, really quick. Also, so, speaking of of COVID, did you uh, did you catch any of that press briefing today with Trump? 
that God. Well, what can loosely be called a Trump briefing, uh, press briefing rather, but uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched uh, headlines and clips because I'm not going to subject myself to a full press briefing. Why would I do that? But I did yeah. watch the highlights. And uh, one of my favorite parts was when he said that the flu of 1917 ended the Second World War. Yeah. Yeah. He, w- AG and I were talking about that yesterday. He's just completely off of his rocker right now his press conference that like just ended too before we recorded this it's about 4 30 pacific on tuesday the one that he just had it was like he had so many planted questions in that audience it's not even a press briefing anymore he brought the press briefings back to just put people that are giving him like softball questions and Mm -hmm. that's that's like i hope that doesn't come off as some sort of like sexist gendered reference calling them softball questions <laughs> softball is just as cool and hard as baseball with that being said the questions <laughs> are really fucking easy and meant for him they're like oh so this person sucks what do you think about this person sucking and then trump's like yeah that person does suck great question and then he just goes on talking about that and that was like that was most of the press conference and then at the end when he's like all right that's it thank you he walks away and then you hear all the like legitimate reporters that are like wait but what about you know just throwing out all the like real questions that anybody would actually want to fucking hear and it's just it was it's so it's so fascist to control and curate your own press conferences mm-hmm. like that's why he brought them back yes well yeah because they're they're misinformation campaigns and their campaign rallies you know mm-hmm. um but yeah also when he was answering the questions that uh one of the few reporters who was able to ask real questions asked uh do you given that you know there's been this huge uptick in kids getting coronavirus like you mentioned earlier uh Mm -hmm. do you still feel safe sending them back to school he's just like yes of course of course the fraction of death is tiny the fraction of death is tiny tiny like they're tiny little hearts that can't take the disease so Uh, fucked up yeah just children are expendable um but yeah it's it's the facts just don't matter to him no 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 they really don't and then it's like you know, we're looking to Congress to get their shit together and come up with some bill, and they can't. They just, they, they, they can't do it. The Democrats, like, Trump putting those executive orders out there, I think, you know, it's it's not my original thought. It's It's been kind of seen as him trying to regain some leverage with the Democrats because when they go, you know, they've been they've been able to bargain their way to a bill that had provisions in there that, you know, were were things that they wanted and they're just completely unable to do that right now. Apparently Mark Meadows's chief of staff keeps coming into the room, uh, insists on being in the room with Pelosi and with with the lawmakers where they're trying to negotiate these things and they're just butting heads constantly. Like Pelosi has like a no phone rule in there because she's she's trying to control the leakage and apparently they got into some sort of like tiff where she was like, Hey, put your like your phone has to get out of the room, Meadows and he wouldn't do it and she's like get your fucking phone out and he's like oh i'm expecting a call she's like okay well then get a staffer to take your phone and wait outside and then they can bring the phone in when you need it and then like still they're just refusing finally steve mnuchin apparently step in stepped in and offered up one of his staffers to exit uh the room with his phone and it's it's just like it's so that that alone 
is, is just at every single level they're not willing to have a transparent process that mm-hmm. is being made in any sort of good faith and it's very like Pelosi's apparently starting to refer to Meadows as the enforcer because you know she's saying what he his presence there is to make sure that Mnuchin doesn't strike any deals with the Democrats that would be anything that Democrats want and it sucks it sucks so it sucks for everybody everybody loses out on this right now because they go into this negotiation table and you have someone like Meadows I mean Mnuchin's bad enough right like the fact that you need to send in backup with Mark Meadows to make sure Mnuchin doesn't do anything like too liberal like that's how fortified the Trump team is trying to make this process in not the Democrats favor and the only people that really wind up losing is the American people as a whole and it's it's just like I don't see a deal coming you know anytime soon and then Trump is going to sit here and keep trying to exercising this he's he's expanding executive power every step of the way he's going to try to campaign on those executive orders saying no one could get anything done and it just really seems like they're manufacturing a situation where they can't get a deal done in congress and then trump gets to step in and try to you know save the day with his his executive orders instead of just letting the legislative body actually uh, legislate what they're supposed to be legislating it's not it's not under his like scope of duties to do what he's doing and it's all just for political points and it's it's really bad but mm-hmm. before we end this block was that cathartic sorry, can... for you did that feel good <laughs> <laughs> just talking intensely and constantly for three minutes um you know not as good as one would think but <laughs> thank you for letting thank you for letting me just roll on there. No, it's important stuff. Would you would you like to would you like to respond to any of the word vomit I just uh threw on your face, ears? N- no, I'm just gonna let it sit there and I'm gonna smell <laughs> it and <I'm> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm into it. Um <laughs> there's there's uh, uh one one other thing that I wanted to talk about. We only have like a couple minutes sorry again for taking up all the fucking time can't shut the fuck up but uh kamala is the vp pick yes what what do you think about that um i feel pretty good about it i think that she is a pretty good choice for the moment that we're in and um i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really know enough specific details about kamala's history or or her record to be like, I feel really great about this and not about other things. I've seen, you know, folks in my timeline of, you know, various political leanings and races have their different opinions about Kamala. But um, but I feel like I don't know enough to authoritatively say I don't like this or that about her. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I am really stoked. I think that having, uh, there are a lot of fairly progressive things on her record. I do know that much. And I'm excited about it. And I think that she's honestly a really great pick to go against Trump in this moment in time that we're in. And having the first woman and first black woman as a VP is historic and incredible. And I think that she would make a good VP. Yes, I I agree completely. I do know that. I mean, you and I are both progressives. I'm like a total, you know, Bernie person, socialist. Mm-hmm. And... She definitely doesn't have the consistent progressive record that other progressives in Congress that I am uh, a bigger fan of in general 
have. However, with that mm-hmm. being said, she has voted with Bernie 93% of the time. Um, that's something that's been brought to my attention today. Mm-hmm. And and she's there's so many people coming out that have worked with her in the past like i just read a public defender's piece and i think it was usa today saying i worked with kamala and she is like by far the most progressive da that you know i've ever seen and she was saying like trust me if anybody was going to have reasons to like criticize her record it would be it would be me and while we still didn't agree with everything that her office pursued or didn't pursue i just want like, I need you all to know that if she doesn't get picked as Biden's VP, it should not be because of this cop accusation uh, against her. And I I just, I mean, again, acknowledging my white woman self um, or privilege, I, I, I'm, I'm not about to sit here and, like, criticize her for not being progressive enough. I think that she's a very unifying choice and... And she's strong and smart. Yes. Something you and I were discussing just before the call. Uh, Anecdotally, we were talking about how on our social media feeds, we had noticed that a lot of our uh, black friends were really stoked about Kamala. And some of our white progressive friends were talking about how she wasn't progressive enough. Mm -hmm. And um, again, anecdotally, but it just feels like a moment for white people to be quiet. Yes, I agree completely, and I am here 100% to do whatever it takes to get Trump out of office, and I think Kamala and Biden are going to do it. So I am I am here, and I, I am ready. Not that I don't think that we shouldn't hold a Biden administration accountable on reform when it comes to all of the issues that we all care about, obviously, but mm-hmm. I just feel like if you step outside your echo chamber, perhaps you will notice that... It is mostly the white folks who are upset yes. about this. So, again, very anecdotally, and no one no one come for me for saying that. Totally. That's what I'm seeing, too, and it really doesn't sit well with me. I, I realize the irony in, like, me as a white woman coming out and saying the opposite is still just, like, another version of a white woman talking right now. But <laughs> it's – but, I, but yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, if you're criticizing this decision, maybe just don't. Just for a day. Maybe just don't. You know? I'm excited mm-hmm. – uh, I think Kamala's fucking badass, and yeah, I'm not the hugest fan of some of her stuff in her past. I believe that she is, like, dedicated, though, to making this country mm-hmm. a better place, and I happily support her, and congratulations. That's my stance. Totally. Um, yeah. All right. That's the B-Buck. Thank you, Mandy, for mm-hmm. being with me. I'll see you for the good news on the other side. Hey, friends. It's AG. Things are pretty challenging these days, but seeing a doctor shouldn't be. That's why I use PlushCare. PlushCare provides primary and urgent health care through virtual appointments. And scheduling an appointment, even for the same day, is really easy. I can just pick a slot that works for me and then book it online. So I don't waste time on hold or sitting in crowded waiting rooms. With my PlushCare membership, I can see my doctor from the comfort of my own home, even in my pajamas, you know, my onesies, which I wear all the time. I can get diagnosed, treated, and even have a prescription sent to my local pharmacy if I need to, all within minutes. And if I have a question before or after my visit, I can send unlimited messages to my care team anytime. 
Plus, Plush Care accepts major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. And with how difficult things are, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, or stressed about what's going on in the world, and who isn't, Plush Care doctors are here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as needed. I can tell you personally, my Plush Care experience has been a breeze. Signing up was super easy. I literally did it while I was stopped at a red light. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that on my phone. I was at home. <laughs> it took a couple of minutes. And it's easy to schedule an appointment. The entire process has been really convenient. I was amazed at how immediately comfortable and confident I was with my doctor. And all Plush Care doctors graduated from one of the top 50 medical schools in the country and they're highly rated by their patients. And that gives me peace of mind, uh, knowing that I'm getting the highest quality health care. Plush Care makes it easy for me to get my excellent care and I get it when I need it. They can do the same for you. Start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash dailybeans to start your free 30-day trial. Free 30-day trial. That's plushcare, P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot com slash dailybeans for a free 30-day trial. plushcare.com slash dailybeans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for the good news block. Well, we're blown on good news. It's on the way. I am Jordan Coburn, if you uh, could not tell by my voice. There you go. I've self-identified. <laughs> and I am with <laughs> I'm with Mandy Reader again. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Uh, we have so much good news. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that the originator of the good news block and maker of the good news block up until recent times has returned do you want to kick us off? Yes, time to come back to my ancestral home, the good news block. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I will kick it off. And I did not compile them today uh, or anymore. So this is fresh. First time reading them. Uh, for Woo-hoo. Very exciting. Okay. From my Beanie Babies, first stories from Anthony. After 102 days with no community spread corona cases in New Zealand, four Auckland residents in the same family have tested positive. The government has immediately imposed lockdown on Auckland until contact tracing is completed. That's how you do it. Go early, go hard, says Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. She's a saint. Yes, New Zealand once again showing the rest of the world. Although I will say this, as progressive as you are New Zealand, and you are, don't get me wrong, I'm a little salty sometimes that you are an island nation, not sharing borders with any neighbors, because Canada's pretty progressive too, but we share a border with the U.S., so. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she... She's amazing. She, Yeah, she really... It's like, I don't think I've ever seen a headline with her where she's doing the wrong thing. I know. Every headline that she's a part of, it's like, oh, Yeah. Of course, the right thing to do. Right. Jacinda Ardern invents calorieless cake. Jacinda Ardern solves cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, she fucking rocks. We're only a little bit bitter here in the United States of COVID, but that's great news for yeah. you, New Zealand. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. And I have faith that they'll be able to contain that and it will not turn into something horrible. Yes. Um. Yes. Next up from anonymous pronoun she, her. Uh, She says, hello, Wonder Women of Democracy and Justice. I have a bit of good news to share with you all. I have been diligently trying to do my part so we can all finally have a good night's sleep in November. My God, seriously. Mm -hmm. For the past few months, 
I've been typically uh, sending 2,000 plus texts out per week, writing hundreds of postcards for various Democratic campaigns. Today, I signed up to begin my five-day training, sounds a bit daunting, I have to admit, to become a poll lead, unlike a poll dancer. This job will be required only one day, and I will have to wear more than my G-string. I am a healthy, not-too-old lady, and I've been concerned that the typical poll workers who are generally on the older side may not be able to make it this year, causing a shortage in voting delays. I have vacation days saved up for my work. Yeah, I have a job. And I thought, why not use them to attend the training and be ready to go on November 3rd? I really don't think I can rest until I have tried everything within my abilities to kick Mary Trump's uncle to the curb. My most important accomplishment, though, is that I've been able to register two friends to vote, Oklahoma and Florida. I've convinced four 2016 Trump voters to see the light, and they have all agreed to vote for Biden. This actually is what is keeping me going every day. If we can each find and flip just one person, we've got this. I cannot thank you enough for what your honest, humorous, and intelligent discussions bring to my life every day. Truly a lifeline. I am eternally grateful for you all. Carry on, my lovelies. Go forth and we will conquer. Aww. Thank you, Anonymous. That is so nice. Yes. And that's so much work you're doing. Hell yes. Yes. 2,000 texts a week. Good Lord. I can't even yeah. text my mom back one text a week. <laughs> I know, dude. I have, currently, I have over 50 text messages just piled up. I'm like, I get so anxious when it comes to messages and responding to them and shit so fucking big ups for doing that jordan you are chaotic good <laughs> yeah thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> it is just mayhem you should see my fucking dad dude the fact that i'm this put together is truly a miracle it's crazy <laughs> that that requires more follow-up and details but i uh i won't give them to you that's for patrons <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's a bonus content, everybody. Jordan and I will talk about our parental issues. Just kidding. Yes. Mom, if you're listening, you're incredible, and I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course they're incredible. We love them, but they're crazy people, and that's how they made us. Truer words could not have been said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next up from Len, pronouns he, him. Uh, my happy heroes without whom I could not start the day. And um, he, the happy heroes he's referring to, uh, and we will send this out in the newsletter and or on Twitter. If we forget to do that, which sometimes we do, poke us, let us know that we said that we would do that and we will do so. Um, anyways, so the picture is of uh, two kids and an owl. <laughs> let me tell you the quick story of Mortimer Owl. A few years ago, the village notified us that a 100-year-old elm tree that towered over the house had to be removed because it had Dutch elm disease. We got the village to leave five or six feet and found a chainsaw artist who created Mortimer, who was named after the U of C's Mortimer Adler. I don't know who that is, but anyway. Uh, there is a stack of books carved into the base as well. Adler, oh, here we go. Adler was the creator of the Great Books Program. Okay, we love watching people discover it. They lift their kids onto the base and then take pictures. It has been a special joy during these trying times to see their smiling faces. Okay, that's not a real owl. It's a carved owl. And I'm assuming that these cute kids are like neighborhood kids. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Or maybe... Oh my god. Yes. Yes. So you have like... Oh my gosh. Essentially a really Aww. charming owl carved into a tree in front of your house and people stop and pose with it. That's... Yeah, that's super cute. Delightful. Very realistic looking. Yes, it is. That's so cute. Cute kid. Well, maybe maybe the owl is not in front of their house. They've made no mention to that. I just decided the owl's in front of their house. No, no, and- no. I think so. If you if you look in the back, I see the, the roof 
Oh, okay. Right? Yes. Yes. Anyway, very delightful. Thank you, Len. I'm going to assume yes. that the way you say the village, um, that maybe you're somewhere in the UK. Uh, I don't know. Let us know where you are, Len. Um, the next story, yes. Jordan, is for you, and the pronouns are she, her, and the name is anonymous. Well, the lack of name. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, they say, She says, a good news follow-up. Remember that artist who was super nervy about, nervy, about being interviewed about the upcoming solo show? So I channeled AG's voice as my own as a coping mechanism? I love nervy as a word. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, here's the result of all that work. My show was a success. Even compared to the best of times, both the gallery and I made the money we needed to make and then some. It turns out I'm pretty damn good at what I do. My press from those interviews was glowing and I was invited to do more interviews. While super terrifying, I welcomed the practice because what the hell else was I going to do while home alone isolating? It turns out that after doing it enough, I found my voice. My voice came out of my own mouth, talking competently about my work like it was no big deal. Because fuck yes I did this, I'm pretty damn good at what I do. And the stuff I make is worth talking about. Anxiety be damned, it turns out when the world is burning, I can still support surprise myself also i turned two art buyers and the gallery owner into beans listeners so hi thanks for what you do and for letting me borrow your voice until i was strong enough to use my own oh yay yay to all of that yes oh my gosh good job love it ah breakthrough yes (sighs) this is Deep breath, everyone. You're in the good news segment, and we are taking you on a journey of happiness. <laughs> okay. Yay. Okay, the next one is from Amy, and her pronouns are she, her. Amy says, hello, Beans team. Hello, Amy. I have a small nugget of good news to share with you all, despite having been strictly quarantined since March due to personal and family uh, health vulnerabilities. I am a graduate student in the process of completing my master's of science in nonprofit administration through an online program. My current class is financial management of nonprofits and has proved to be one of the hardest classes in the program content-wise. The material and volume of reading has been overwhelming. Somehow, I have been able to keep up and excel in class despite this global pandemic and have lost most of my, uh, having lost most of my coping strategies to deal with depression and to support my overwhelm. Uh, my overall well-being. However, this morning I calculated that I have already passed the class even though we still have two weeks of uh, class and the final left. I am proud of this small victory and eagerly await my graduation in December. That's that feeling of being like, I finally finished this thing that's been draining me for so long. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you for providing an educational and entertaining outlet for news consumption, especially during quarantine and all the stressors that come with it. You've clearly made a positive impact on countless listeners, and I am truly grateful for your contributions and hard work. Thank you for all you do. You did it. You did it. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Oh, my God. So many wins. Mm -hmm. The wins continue despite this pandemic Mm -hmm. and... We're so proud of you. Proud to know you. And thank you for listening and for sending that in. This is like, God, I love this segment. I was a believer of it in the beginning, but increasingly as this goes on, it just becomes better and better. <laughs> it's just like totally. more and more needed. I feel like we're, yes. we're, the, we're everyone's friends, younger or older, sister, depending on your age. Uh, you know, close, confidant, encouraging friend. So if people send in their good news and we're like, good job gold sticker for you we love you congrats yes yes absolutely 
Uh, next up from Roberta, pronoun she, her. She says, this is a piece of political good news. An ER doctor at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, Alistair Martin, is putting together packets for patients to register to vote in a time when the Trump administration is doing everything possible to suppress voters. This is a big middle finger right back at them. Massachusetts medical professionals are doing some extra good things during this pandemic. Thanks for all that you do, ladies. Together, we keep each other sane. Love you, benches. Keep being yourselves because that's the most beautiful side of you. Aw, thank you, Roberta. Thank you. And there's a link here to uh, a news story about this Boston ER doctor assembling voter registration kits for patients, and we will tweet that mm-hmm. out from at Daily Beans Pod. Oh, Yay. Yes. Thank you. Doctors. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, this next one uh, is from Chris, pronouns she, her. Chris says, in July, our vet removed a mass from my cat's abdomen. Oh, God. Every time I read these, like, sick pets ones, my heart just, like, jumps into my throat because I'm like, if anything happened to my baby. Like, I now can really empathize with the the pain that you must feel when you hear that your animal is sick. But anyway, this is not about me. This is about you, Chris. From the initial test, it looked benign, but after it was removed, they found that it was an aggressive cancer. Obviously, that's not the good news, obviously. (laughs) The good news is that the chest scans, blood work, and ultrasound all came back clear. They all looked about as good as they could possibly be, no signs that it had spread. And what's more, my vet has been following up with a vaccine manufacturer, and it looks like they will cover up to $3,000 of our costs. My cat, Tesla, uh, after the vamp... After the vampire, based on the inventor, fuck Elon Musk, is the, <laughs> is the biggest, loviest sweetheart. And he and his littermate brother, Tenant, are bonded. My kids and I are so happy. It looks like his prognosis is good. And um, Chris has attached a picture of two very sweet, beautiful little kitties. Um, yes. And we will oh, tweet God, that out, too. They're, they're, so sweet. they're so cute. They're orange and white and just so sweet and fluffy and oh my gosh very cute yay yes sending good wishes so adorable thank you we have one more and guess what yes it's a dog yay from t pronouns none included t says i have a great i don't know why i had to announce that um (laughs) i have great news to share a few days ago my son's girlfriend called me from the driveway to tell me i needed to come quick as i was headed her way i was flummoxed at what could be so important i arrived to see she was sitting with the most pitiful little fellow you can imagine he was covered in fleas and his hair was matted and his eyes were so caked with crust that we didn't think he even had eyes she and i called our vet and they took him immediately they cleaned him cut out the mats and found his eyes they gave him his rabies vaccine and sent him home with several prescriptions we thought he was very old turns out he's four he is a full-blooded shih tzu He has cataracts because of his eyes being infected and his rear legs are atrophied, but all in all, he is in pretty good shape for all he went through. He is gentle and quiet and sweet as can be. He already has people inquiring as to adoption. My heart is full. He has brought us so much wonderful joy. And then they attached a really cute picture. Aww. He looks so fluffy and soft and happy, and he's eating. I hope that's always a good sign. That this very good <laughs> baby finds a good home. Thank you for rescuing yes. him and getting him some vet care. Yes, seriously. Oh, yay! God, I just fucking, I just can't understand like who could ever leave an animal or see an animal that needs help and not help them. It's just so messed up, and that's so wonderful that you did that that's all of our good news that is all of our good news for today and if you would like to send us the good news you can find that on our website 
Um, you can also find the link to our good news um, on our pinned tweet at Daily Beans Pod. And if you can't find the submission form, email us and we'll get it to you. But um, yeah, your your good news is what keeps this good news block going. It's all mm-hmm. from you. So keep sending it in. And especially as we get closer to the election, what is it now? Some 80 something days? Mm-hmm. It's very close. It's so great to hear your stories about how you and people in your community or stories that you see uh, about people registering folks to vote or positive or action-oriented news stories about the election. Other stories are wonderful, too. The pod pets are yes. so very important and personal triumphs are important. But um, whenever we uh, have shared stories lately about mobilizing voters and, and volunteering and stuff, we've gotten a really great response from from people about how they were inspired to also take action. So those stories right now are mm-hmm. so meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a great point. It really amplifies everyone's voice, work, money, everything mm-hmm. when you tell us about it and, you know, we tell other people and it's just a really good a really good feedback loop of activism and democracy and Absolutely. Yes. And speaking speaking of great feedback loops, um a while ago on the podcast, we talked about Wix Nola Candle Company. Oh, yes. And yes, and I received my candle today, which means that they were super back ordered because they must they had a overwhelming response which is fantastic mm-hmm. and i'm live i'm live opening the candle everyone yes. you can hear it happening what scent did you get yes so i got they they had a no justice no peace scent mm. and yes and there is a bunch of fun little peanut things oh god so in case you don't know what we're talking about i'm gonna fill everyone in while you do that wix nola yes. uh, at w-i-c-k-s-n-o-l-a is based in louisiana and they are a black owned Ooh, that's live wow. opening <laughs> they are a oh, louisiana based right. candle company and uh someone wrote into us to tell them to tell us that they had discovered them when they were on a mission to support um uh, more black-owned businesses and we had a super positive response from our listeners who many of whom ordered from uh them including jordan and you finally got your no justice no peace candle huh yes and it smells fantastic we love outside. it outside Yeah, outside of the really important messaging, it says, no justice, no peace. This candle smells like being sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) And it's, yeah, seriously, if you haven't ordered anything from them yet and you're able, uh, definitely do that. I also got some room spray that's called Voodoo Spell. And yes, it's a room and linen spray from them. And let me, let me. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Mm. I think I want to make that my final thought, actually, for today, since I haven't gotten to have a final thought in a while in the beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my final thought is, like, just, you know, here's your reminder to to try to be a little more careful with how where you put your dollars. I mean, none of us are perfect. We're all going to spend money with companies every single day whose, whose values don't really align with ours. And that's just the way it is sometimes for sake of convenience or or because they are the only ones who stock that product or whatever the case may be. But I've really been trying to like a little bit go out of my way to spend money with people who aren't Amazon or who aren't like totally. knowingly supporting Trump. Like, you know, I think it's something everyone people have been doing over the entire course of the Trump administration. But right now in particular, it feels even more important to like try to support businesses owned by immigrants and people of color and LGBT folks. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I did a big order of books this week because I wanted to buy some new novels because mm-hmm. reading helps with the doom, folks. 
And, um, well, depending on what you're reading, uh, if, if, yeah, I was going to say, unless you're reading, yeah, some fucked up shit, but yes, I tried to not only buy nonfiction political books or self-help books this time, because that's what I always do. And then I'm like, why am I still sad? Um, because sometimes you need to read uplifting stuff, Amanda. Um, but I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, uh, are there, can I get any of these, um, copies from, you know, something like a better world books or thrift books as opposed to Target or Amazon or whatever. So, um, and the answer is sometimes yes. So if it's like a comparable cost, I've been trying to go with, uh, put my money where my mouth is a little bit more lately and just in the everyday stuff that I'm buying and, it makes me feel good. So, yes. please. I cannot second that more. Yes. Yes. And a lot of cities will have, like, Black-owned business guides, too. I know San Diego has one, so if you just Google it, you can just see, like, broken down by, you know, types of goods and services mm-hmm. and just, yeah, try to do that. There's there's Black-owned bookstores that you can order from online. I just got mm-hmm. a, a, like, natural remedy book uh, from there that, that was, like, fantastic. And... I love that final thought. I just ordered, I just ordered some candles from um, a queer owned. Uh, it's a owned by um, a queer couple in New York, uh, and their in their bio was so cute. They're very lesbian. They said we met at an improv uh, meetup many years ago and realized we had a similar problem, which was hoarding luxury candles, and hence our company was born. And <laughs> so oh, yeah, it. so yeah, it's, so- I've been trying to do that lately, and uh, if you. If retail therapy is something that's helping you in quarantine, which, <clears throat> ahem, I'm sure some of you, it has, then yeah, try putting your money towards some companies that really share your values and um, that good energy will come back to you. Yes. That's my final thought. I love it. I second that. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We miss you and so happy for you. Yes, of course. Hopefully I will be back regularly. Yes, definitely. Uh, other than that, everybody... Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Mandy Reeder. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.